0: Father, we love you. We declare that we are here for you. Lord, but we're here for you because you're here for us. Lord, our starting position in this place tonight again is, Lord, would you speak what's on your heart? Would you reveal what you want us to see? Let it truly be a move of the Holy Spirit, Lord, let there be wisdom and revelation that comes together in a perfect union, even as we see in Ephesians 1, 17, so that we might know you better. God, would you open the eyes of our heart, Lord, may it be enlightened, Lord, reveal that which stops us from seeing ourselves as you see us. God would you help us to see our situations And circumstances As you see it almighty God Would you lift us from the natural To the spiritual would it be our Starting position tonight almighty God let it be from heaven Down to earth not just from Earth up to heaven oh God Let it be a spiritual reality That impacts the natural and not just A natural reality that Is blessed by and empowered By the Spirit, Oh God Lord we Want the starting to position to be correct. We want, oh God, what happens in this place tonight to be authored in heaven, to be authored by God. And Father, we come to you with all of our heart, soul, mind and strength. Lord, we come to you with all of the gifts, all of the faculties, all of the all of the substance that you have given us by your spirit God and we we say we will not allow those things like I said this morning including the mind to be the very thing that keeps us from a God that cannot be contained by a mind oh God yet you give us a mind Lord it's not one or the other it's it's again it's, it's, it's order it's focus it's flow it's priority it's what's first oh God and we declare you are the beginning and you are the end you are the alpha you are the omega Lord Lord you are before you are from everlasting to everlasting you are God and Lord we might have 40 50 60 70, 80, maybe 90 years on this earth, oh God, but you have always been and you will always be, and Lord, fresh tonight, I pray, Lord, that every person in this room, wherever we are at with their understanding or our lack thereof, that we make a commitment now before we get into the Word, before we get into what God wants to say, Lord, we will not stop at the level of our present understanding, we will not become a prisoner or a slave to that which we understand or do not understand we will not narrow you shrink you diminish you bring you down to that level of understanding almighty God we will not do that to you almighty God we will not do that to you almighty God so Lord would you enlarge our vision would you enlarge our hearing oh God Lord we got again it's not understanding Lord it's revelation it's wisdom it's a spiritual Thing Almighty God. So God would just say, Lord, would you, Lord? uh, This time is yours. Lord, this time is yours. Let us spiritually lean in, not just physically, not just naturally. Let us not primarily listen with our natural ears. Bit with the Spirit. He who has ears to hear. Let them hear not what the preacher, not what the teacher, not what the prophet, not what the worship leader, but what the Spirit says to the church. God, we're not gonna nibble, we wanna, we just wanna, we want your word to be alive, we want the Spirit to be alive. We give you permission, not that you need it, but Lord, we give you permission to have your way but would you do what you want to do and would you just though we accept your invitation to step onto that journey to step onto that pathway even now i get a picture in my mind of jesus walking literally physically walking and people followed him he didn't chase them They followed him. And some people even, when he started to say some things that were difficult to understand, and at the time he was talking about eating my flesh and drink my blood, and they didn't understand. And it says, and many of Jesus' followers left him because they did not naturally understand that which was only to be understood by the Spirit. And I wonder if there's people in this room that say we will not step away from God when we do not naturally understand. We will continue to follow because he turns to his remaining disciples. (laughs) It's interesting. Number one, Jesus didn't chase them down the road trying to talk them out of their decision. And sometimes we're chasing people to stop them from walking away, stop them from running, stop them from leaving and sometimes, sometimes we're chasing too much and He turned to His disciples that remained and said, Do you want to leave too? (laughs) It messes with us. It's not because He's not loving, but He wants people to choose to follow. Even if I don't understand, I'll keep walking with you, Jesus. Come on, some of you, we can't even move on right now To you actually settle that in your spirit right now. God, I will not... Walk away when I don't understand. As the disciples said, where else can we go? You alone have the words of eternal life. Where can we go? Do not lean on your own understanding. I don't know, I don't understand God, but I trust you. What a great place to settle in. God, there's things I'm learning. There's things that I'm growing in. But man, there's a whole bunch that I don't understand. And that's okay. Because I trust you. Spirit, would you just do what you want to do, we pray. I wonder if you just take a moment before we sit down. And I would like you to verbalize to God. Out of your own mouth that you want the Spirit of God to speak to you. You want the Holy Spirit to reveal truth to you tonight. Would you do that? Come on. The life and death is in the power of your tongue. I wonder if you would speak. God, show me, show me truth, show me truth, Lord. I don't want to hear words, but Lord, revelation, revelation, revelation of the truth in Jesus name. Revelation. Thank you, mighty God. Thank you, Father. Praise you, God. So, Lord, have your way, we pray. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, 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 amen. In case you're not sure I finished praying, you may be seated. If you went in the car ride here, you have no idea what I'm talking about, don't worry about it. Amen. Amen. Wonderful, wonderful. Grab your seats and please continue to lean in. Lean in this way, guys. Praise God. Praise God. You doing okay tonight? That's great. Wonderful. Wonderful. Before I get into... Just so I know, how many people were here this morning, heard me this morning, just so I'm aware. Okay, let's make it easier. Put your hand down. How many people weren't? So, okay. Praise God. Thankfully, you guys can pick up on the Spirit and be quick on this. So Really, there's two key phrases that Father's given me for us here. And I mentioned that I feel Father telling me just to have a conversation with us here today. And it was centered around the fact that we need God, not just to start, not just to get saved, not just to do right things, but we need God. In him we live, move, breathe, have our being, Acts 17, 24 to 28, jot it down, meditate on it. We need God. We, we don't exist outside of him. And God doesn't need us, we need him. And I just feel that we just need a deeper, deeper revelation every day. I, I need him. I need him. I need him. I need him. But we don't do it from a place of hopefully he'll come, but from an assurance that he's in us and he's with us. Praise God. And we need God and, and walking with that and parallel to that, I un- started to unpack that God gave me this phrase and dropped it in my spirit that it's a spiritual reality that impacts the natural. It's not a natural reality that is blessed by and empowered by the Spirit. Being born again is not a natural thing that we add a bit of God to our life and God blesses what we do and it's about our purpose still. And God, would you come and be involved? And we're trying to kick down doors for God to do some good stuff in the church and say, God, please bless it, please bless it. But as we read in Matthew 16 that God gives us the keys and I was only getting that revelation when I was speaking to you. If he's giving us the keys, then the keys only go in certain doors, which means he says, I only want you to go through these doors, these doors. And we he doesn't want us kicking down doors. He wants us opening doors that he says, this is the way, walk ye in it. And it's not, Father, bless what we're doing. It's, Father, if you've initiated it, if you've authored it, it is Blessed. Old Testament prayer of Jabez. God bless us, bless us, bless us. New Testament, Ephesians 1 verse 3, we're praising God because he has already blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places because it's in Christ, it's not from Christ. The blessing of God for us is New Covenant, New Testament, born again, spirit filled believers is not that God will bless us from God, but that we are blessed because we're in God and God's in us. We need God. It's a spiritual reality. He's building his church, spiritual, uh, the battles that we face are not against flesh and blood, but principalities empowers. It's a spiritual thing and it impacts the natural world. Um, that would, there you go. There's a recap. You didn't need to come this morning. You're all good. But I, uh, that's the, I just feel Father's telling me to continue and just allow that to just lean in a little bit further, a little bit deeper here tonight. Before we do that, so I don't forget, hey Greg, can I have a bit more smoke? You're a good man. Greg mentioned, um and then, uh, and then I'm going to keep on flowing with this and we're going to, Meditate on God's word. How many people like like doing that? Meditating on His word. I love it. I love it. We dri- when we drive in here, when we uh when Green Danny picked us up tonight, the traffic was really slow, and Danny made the comment about people out for a Sunday drive, and we're thinking, why is it that people drive so slow on a Sunday and And mentioned the word meandering. And I thought, you know, it's like, we're not in a rush to get anywhere. We just start to go, oh, well, look at that. And look at that. That's just wonder. We're not, it's not about getting to a destination. It's just about enjoying the day and enjoying it. That's how some people drive. And in that moment, I thought, that's what we, that's what I love doing in the word. Meander through the meditate, meander, same diff. It's God I just I'm not here to rush through and get my prayer my my reading plan done many times god we don't hear God in his word because our focus is reading the word, not hearing from God meditating god i'm gonna i'm just gonna can we just start and i'm just gonna listen. And I want my eyes open. Just take me where you want to take me. I don't want to tick off my Bible reading plan. There you go. I've done it. I want to meet with God. I want God to speak. I want God to show me. I love sitting in God's Word. And I encourage you, sit, sit, sit. Through the lens of Father, just speak and show us. But I want to quickly just mention, because Greg mentioned, uh, I made a comment this morning that uh, I think some people's ears pricked up and left you with some questions, totally understandable. Uh, and that is when I talked about, when God gave me this whole thing about the authority that you live under and submitting to natural authority as well as spiritual authority. And uh for those that weren't there, uh, that's one of the phrases God gave me, living under authority and the fact that uh, sometimes when we hear that word authority Something stiffens on the inside of us Because there's been abuse and, and again I want to encourage you If there has been I really feel this Not just in the area of authority But in, in every area of life that God authors Humans can misuse something But let's not throw out the gift of God Because of human excess or abuse Let's not do that. And I, I and and I mentioned if that's the case, I pray Father it brings healing uh to those people. But also for a lot of people it's because we're brought into the spirit of this age, the lie, the spirit of this age, it just says, No one will tell me what to do. That's the spirit of the age, and it's as much in the church as anywhere else. And it's in that context the fact that uh, uh some people say, oh, I just submit to God and I encourage us that that's that's delightful but how about when god says do this we go, ah, how about do this now well this now's not a good time uh and, and we can have conversations with god and we can as my parents used to say delayed obedience is disobedience and i wonder if we have delayed obedience with god and still call it obedience because last time i checked god's timing is just as important as god's will and sometimes we say yes to what god says but not yet Hmm. Anyway, thanks, Steve. That's great. Um, um, So if you've said, I'm obeying God, and he's told you to do something, but you're not doing it. hmm. Um, If I truly trust that God is good, and that God is always working things together for my good, Then I can trust what he asked me to do Because I trust his heart more than his words Does that make sense? The reason why I can say yes to God when I have questions When I don't make sense Is not because I understand the instruction fully Or even agree with it But I trust the author If my wife says something to me that I don't understand my starting position with her is far greater than someone I've never met saying the same thing that I don't understand. I go, whatever. Are you with me? The trust is not in the instruction, it's in the author. I didn't tend to go here, but this is for someone right here, right now. Do you trust the one speaking more than the words you hear? And even with Abram, come on. The instruction Abraham got given, if, if we're gonna put our confidence in, oh God's only gonna say nice things to me. God's only gonna tell me to do things that I want to do. Good luck with that. <laughs> but do we trust the one speaking? And I talked about this living under authority, and if we say I oh, don't live under anyone's authority, then we do, we just live under our own authority. And that the reason why this was so important, which I felt in my spirit, God says, if we will live under authority, uh, if we don't rather, I felt God's heart, it's almost like a, it wasn't a rebuke, it was this, this father's heart breaking for his children. He goes, if you don't live under the authority that I institute, you're, you're, this is his phrase, you're escaping the blessings of God that are trying to chase you down. Huh. And so I encourage us. But one of the statements that I made was uh, "My I submit to my natural father, David McCracken. And I trust his heart so much. And, and if he says, do something, I go, okay. If he says, don't do something, I won't do it. Here's the beauty. Uh, he hardly ever gives me instructions these days because, you know, I, I've been growing up in maturity and he just celebrates me. But there are times when I've heard something from God for someone and I've come and I've just bubbled over and go, God, uh, Dad, uh, this is what i got. It's weight it's heavy and, man, I've just got to bring this or whatever it may be. And Dad has turned to me and goes, mm, I wouldn't do that. And I made a comment this morning that I will submit to my natural father. Even if I feel God has told me to do something and dad tells me to do something different, I'll submit to him. And some might be struggling with this. So you're submitting to man, but not to God. So let me make a couple of comments. You might still have further questions. Take it up with God. But let me just, um, just let me give you a couple of things here. And I'm going to be deeply honest and raw with you. Is that cool? I'm a man who loves God beyond what I could articulate. I love his word, I believe I submit to his word, I love his spirit, I love the presence of God. Is that okay so far? Yet I know that I know that hearing from God for me and for everyone in this room at times can be subjective. I know that I still have a propensity towards I'm hearing, I'm good, we don't need each other. Me and God have got a hotline. I'm just going to be real with you. And God is always doing something deeper than what we think is going on. Always. And you know what? And I made the comment, it doesn't mean I haven't heard from God. And I know that I know God's downloading. But dad, again, it can be the right substance, but it might be something about Timing, it might be that God doesn't want you to speak it, He might want you to pray into it. And again, this is the whole thing that I talked about, seeing what God is saying, you you hear it. I felt God even say to me yesterday, Steve, not everything you see, you need to speak into. That's, some of us need to take note of what I just said (laughs) then. Husbands, wives, come on people. Not everything you see you need to speak into. It's so easy to try to step into continually into the role of the Holy Spirit. I will lead them into all truth. My lecture will lead them to repentance. Huh. It's subjective. Am I saying no, I don't hear from God? I hear from God. You guys know I hear from God. And uh, there's been too many examples of, including when I first met Greg, and so we we we... I hear from God, but I know that with the purest of motivation, I so want people to encounter God and get it that I can hear something and I can then run ahead. And I'm thankful that I've got a dad that sees the big picture. He can see the forest because he's he's not. He can see the tree. He's outside of it, and then go. He knows that I'm hearing from God, but sometimes he'll put a caution in there. And when I submit to it, do you know what? I the the only thing that happens, I save myself some grief. Honestly, and the times where I have pushed it, and I have. Come on, let's be real, guys. Sometimes we make it also sanitized. Sometimes we stuff it up. Sometimes we get it wrong. We do. But aren't you glad that God's patient on us and with us on the journey? I'm glad. I'm glad. But it really does. Here's one thing. and Hey. Obviously, someone asked a question, and I think Father knows that many of us need to hear what I'm saying, including myself right now. This is one statement God said to me a few years back, and it really gripped me. He said, Steve, the word you think you hear is not as important as the word of God that is clear. In other words, if I think God is saying something, but his word, written word, says something clearly, and they are different, let me tell you which one's correct. And my Bible says, submit to every authority, human authority. Now, if the human authority tells me to do something against God's will... I want you to lie and steal and swear and kill and commit adultery. I ain't going, uh-uh, uh-uh. Okay? But if they tell me to do something that's not against God's will, and I think, oh, God's telling me to do something differently, I'm wrong. we got going really quiet tonight. And it's the same in here. If I think I'm hearing from God, am I... Bible says, Steve, I want you to submit. we got to be careful that we don't have token authority figures in our life. The Bible is clear on submission. And submission only ever starts at the point of disagreement. Up until that point, it's just we're on the same page, so it doesn't matter. If you tell me and you're my authority and you say, hey, Steve, would you like to speak tonight? And I go, oh, yeah. That's not submission. It's like, give me a microphone. I'm a happy boy. (laughs) You with me? I, I, I would like you to something that you always wanted to do. And you go, oh, yes. That's not submission. We talk submission. But submission is when your flesh, when your will, when your desire wants to do something different, and someone in authority says, do this, and you go, the Bible says, submit to every authority. So even though I want to do this, or I feel this, I'm going to honor God by doing what the stated authority says, if it's not clearly against the word of God. I don't know if I'm making myself clear. Some of us might be still struggling, but we gotta come back to the simplicity of it. We really, really do. And do you know what? Let me tell you how clear that is. And, and this is, I'm just, when the governmental authority says this is the law and it's not in violation of scripture, we honor God by submitting to them. Including taxes, including road rules, including whatever it may be. We do. It says, even in Colossians 3, whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might, as unto the Lord, because it is the Lord God you're serving. And in the context, it's about submitting to authority, natural authority. This is not where I intended to go tonight. You asked the question, not my fault. But do you know what? We need a, I, I, I still feel in my spirit, some of us say, mm, internally. And if that's the case, I want to, I, I, I know Father's agenda for you in this place today is freedom. It so is freedom. It's so is freedom. It so is freedom it comes down to it comes down to this it comes down to this do you truly believe do you have a conviction of god is sovereign in my life the answer yes or no do you have a do you have a conviction god is sovereign that god is bigger and greater that the steps of a good person are Ordered, directed by the Lord. In all your ways acknowledge Him, He will direct your path. That in Him I live and move and have my being. I submit to God, resist the devil, He will flee. Come on. Uh, that I am, that my life is under the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Anybody else? If you truly believe that, then you have to come to a conclusion that no man or no woman, no person can open a door that God wants closed or close the door that God wants open. If we don't, if we go, no, 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 but they can over, they, they. God wants me to do this and and they close the door on me. They've closed the door on my ministry. I'm I'm here. Um, Then we're saying they are more powerful than God. God gave Joseph a dream. It was clear. And then he went through year after year after year of it not actually happening. And he could say, you know what? God wanted this to happen, but man stopped it, and my brothers stopped it, and Potiphar's wife stopped it, and the prison stopped it. He could have said that, but he didn't. He got to Genesis 45, and he acknowledged the reality of what people did. You sold me here, but don't big note yourself, brothers. God was sending me. You might have been the one that had a physical hand in it but this is a spiritual reality and my god is ordering my steps and so i will serve in potiphar's house as much as i will serve in the prison as much i will serve in the palace and i will do what they say because they're a human authority and god says i'll bless it i'll bless it i'll bless it because you've got a conviction that i'm ordering your steps not your brother's And where we're in church life, and they're stopping me from stepping into my ministry, this—you've only got one question in church life, Father: Is this where you want me planted? And when I say this is what you want me planning, I'm saying we're not going to be tumbleweed that blow in and out of one church after another church and one ministry after another church. Because I need to find a place where they they understand who I am, for goodness sake. And they give give me a platform and they have all this for my kids. We need to have a father. Where have you got me planning? Because you're ordering my steps. And if we answer the question and we have been there, I'm not talking to you theory. We have been there. We've been in places where man, the abuse that we suffer there, but I drew a conclusion as dad did when he got betrayed when he was pastoring back in Auckland back in the, in this, in, in the eighties and everything was taken from him, including the church, the building, the land, the Christian school and half the congregation. And dad as a broken man said, God, what do I do? And God said to him one thing. He says, I want you to keep your intimacy with me and your integrity with people. Do not speak. So, Sid, I'm ordering your steps Look at the fruit of my dad's life today And no disrespect, but if I look at the fruit of the other person's life who did it The contrast is marked We don't need to pick up the sword and fight for God on behalf of ourselves Be still, be still, be still, be still But we need to understand that God is ordering our steps, and therefore, if my dad says, Steve, don't do that, and I feel, and I felt God had to do it, I realize God's doing something deeper, God's testing my heart, it doesn't mean I haven't heard from God, but God's bigger even than that, that might just stretch you theologically, but understand God's not one-dimensional, I flourish when I go, I surrender and I submit my will to your will. Man, it's a, it's a protection thing, and I thank God for it. But even if they are not got your heart uh, as much as, like, dad has mine, this, come on, Nebuchadnezzar and Potiphar and Joseph's brothers, the, the Bible is full of people. Even to the point when Judas was betraying Jesus and Jesus said, friend, do what you come to do. Because I can see God is even using you to fulfill his purpose. Who's ordering our steps? Ah, I just feel a whole bit of in my spirit right now. I will not reduce my God. To some sort of inferior power to any person, including a friend, a spouse, a pa- pastor, or anybody else, my God is bigger and my God is greater. And when I do what His Word clearly says, the blessing of God will flow. In 1992, because uh, I was born in Auckland, lived in Auckland from '73 to '92, and when I was 19. Uh, God told Dad to move our family to Australia, and it was so so clear. And my Dad is a recognised prophet at this time. Greg knows him; he hears from God exceptionally clearly, and so it was, there's no doubt that he heard from God. And so he went to my mum, and he said, "Margaret, um, God has spoken so clearly uh, where where to move to Australia. I feel God saying we need to move to Australia." And my mum, the woman of faith and power that she is, turned to dad and said, over my dead body. That's okay, she, she tells the story too. And so, as the man of God who heard from God, what does he do? Does he come in there and say, woman, while hiding behind the couch? <laughs> <laughs> if you know my mum, so he goes, "Yeah pretty much, it'd be I know I' on the catch. Uh, a woman, God has spoken, we're not going to disobey God, we're not going to dishonor God, we're going. And then they have a fight and things just go down and, and there's friction and damage in the relationship, and it just goes south from there. Or does my dad do what my dad did do? And he went back to Father who gave the instruction and said, "Father, you have placed us together, and your word says to me clearly. Husbands, love your wives and give yourself up. You have placed us together, and we made a commitment before you. We would not say yes on any major decision unless we're in complete agreement. So, God, I'm going to love her, and I'm not going to speak of it again. And if it's your will, then you'll have to speak to her because I want to love her. Now, was that disobedience? That was honor. Because the word of God is clear. Husbands, love your wife, Give yourself up for her. Don't lauder over them. That's not what this is about. Fast forward some time. And dad didn't speak about it again and mum is in a meeting and she has an encounter with God and God says to my mum, it's time for you to move to Australia. This is me speaking. So mum comes to dad and says, God says we got to move. And dad goes, oh really? No, no, he doesn't. <laughs> and God, and God spoke to him and said, uh, and so the, October 92, we moved to Australia. But here's where I want you to hear. I hope you're hearing everything I'm saying. But here's what happened. When we got there for years, I don't want to overstate it, but it was pretty much hell for my mum and my brother and my sister. They hated being there. And she had family say to her, why don't you just pack up and move back? Why don't you just come, if it's, if you don't like it that much, why don't you move back? Now if it had gone the way that it could have gone, God spoke so we're going and Dad forced the situation they went, it would have been this because David made us David made us move and there was bitterness and anger and that would have spilled over to others and this division would have gone down, 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 down. But my mum said to her, those that asked of her, I'll tell you why we're not moving back because God spoke to me and said, I want you to go. God is always doing something deeper. And if God... (laughs) Hmm. I would encourage you settle the issue tonight, and I'm glad that person or people asked that question because it's on Father's agenda. Because so far, you know, this is all just what we're feeling in the moment. I honestly believe, and and, and I'm not just saying this. I, I'm not. I'm not just saying this. I, I believe this with all my heart. No person can close a door in my life that God wants open. It's not difficult. It's impossible. And when all the evidence says, like it did with Joseph and like it did with David, when he was anointed king and then ended up running for ages, and is this ever going to happen? Like it did with Daniels. Like it did with Shadrach, and Bendigo. Like it did with Paul and Silas. Like it did with Jesus Christ himself. Do I trust the one who spoke? If you're going to get something in your spirit from me right now tonight, it says, do you trust the one who spoke more than you trust even the words that he says? Maybe that's not the right word. Do you put more confidence in the one who speaks? For those that feel like your gifts and what you have to offer is overlooked, in a church or wherever it may be. Please hear me. Your only question is, Father, is this where you want me planted? And if he says yes, then you only have one option, fully submit. And you'll say, but then it will never happen and they'll stop it. I'll just explain it all. God is sovereign. I'll tell you fast forward the difference between those that push it and make it happen and those that submit and it happen in God's time and in God's way, whether it be weeks, months, years, or even decades. I'll tell you the difference. One will be this tension and frustration and this and this just a sealed lid of unfruitfulness, and one will be a flourishing in the house and the courts of God. Make any sense? Hmm. Praise God. Did that answer the question? Oh, okay. Hmm. I think one other thing we need to settle in this. I really enjoy these times where we're not preaching a sermon, we're just hanging with God. And I'm just doing my best to speak as a prophet. Father, what are you saying right now? And I hope you accept that from me. One other thing we need to settle is that God is a God of commands, not a God of suggestions. We really need to settle that in our lives to the disciples he didn't say I'm thinking about starting a really good movement (laughs) you can get in on the ground level the return and investment you come on seriously jump on board now go away think about it pray about it see what your mother says (laughs) I'm not sure where that came from (laughs) That part might not have been the prophet's hat. Maybe it was. Maybe some of you just need a bit of light relief right now. He said, follow me. Come on, God, that's a bit too direct. At least you know where you stand, huh? Follow me. Follow me. Follow me. And you know what, God took me even in the worship time to the apostles, to the early church. And I remember times where Paul says, I can't wait to send Timothy to you or Barnabas to you. I can't wait to send them. How about if they don't want to go? (laughs) Antioch was a place of teaching and sending. Jesus said, I'm sending you out. And the apostles talked about, I can't wait. I'm going to send him to you, and I'm going to send them to you. And it doesn't even need to clarify it because they understood this whole thing that God places people. And with my dad, my dad at times says, I want you to go there. I don't go, "Um, let me think about that, Dad. I'll pray about that. I'll consult. My dad, and to, to this day, Tell me if I'm wrong. If my, to this day my dad says, "Steve, I want you to do this," not if we're having just an open discussion, and we, but if he comes with a word of command and says, "Steve, I want you to go here or go there," I don't think what an abusive, controlling man you are. Who do you think? Do you do you know who I am? There's a little bit too much of that sometimes in the church. Okay, sure thing. And let me clarify. I don't always understand the why. Some of us say, if they say something, I need to know why. No, you don't. You don't. When Jesus says, do this, you. Okay, God, explain that to me. I, I feel quite a relaxed. <laughs> Look out. <laughs> Bolt the doors. Lock them. <laughs> I, I I, knew God said to have a conversation. I didn't realize this was a conversation he wanted. But We're complicating it. We're complicating it. We're complicating it. We're complicating it. Guess what? We're complicating it. We need to come to a fresh place of truly living by being under the submission to the Lordship of Christ and say, God, unless it's directly against your word, I'm going to submit to every authority. I, I have a personal thing. I won't, I, I won't, uh, okay, let me just say this before I say this. I'm not perfect. Ask my wife if you need a list. Talk to you after. But you'd also equally have, hear from this lady that my passionate desire to honor God and everything is unquestionable. And part of that is I won't intentionally speed, I won't intentionally do a whole bunch of things that are just on the, it doesn't make it, it's not a big deal. Because my Bible is clear, if, if, if I can't submit to the things that don't matter here, Why is God going to trust me with the things that do matter here? Honestly, I I feel free in my spirit right now talking to you. Because even with what I have to come in, what God wants me to give to you, I don't have to impress anyone in this room. I don't. I'm not marked... And measured by God when I leave this meeting tonight, by how you responded, whether you got it, whether you didn't get it, uh, God just says, did you hear what I said? Did you pass it on? I, I just, I, I just, I'm a simple man. I don't know stuff. I've got to rely upon God just to speak. But I also need to equally rely upon my wife who loves me and my father who loves me at times to say, Steve, why are you doing that? Because I don't always see it. I thank God for it. God places people in the body, fitly joins them together, supplying everything the body needs. Mm. Praise God. Oh, 100% He chose Here's the Yeah We said just going to be a conversation Let's have a conversation um, God spoke through I think this is multifaceted So let's just keep on talking Is that cool? Um, but I have my prophet's hat on And I, I don't say that lightly I don't say that to big note myself I'm just saying I'm not, I'm not trying to win an argument here It's multifaceted God can speak However he wants And through whoever he wants You see, can he do it through the other people in the body of Christ? He can do it through a donkey He can do it through riding on a wall He can do it through a heathen king Who is anti-christal Sometimes we miss the message Because of the messenger And many times it's nothing... More than pride on our part I know better than them So why would I listen to them Sometimes the people God uses to, That he's trying to speak to us Is our children Who haven't cleaned up their rooms today I need We need to settle God can speak however he wants Again I'm not going to dictate to God How he can and cannot speak I'm not going to talk through a donkey if I'm God. But he chose to do it. So can other people in the body of Christ? absolutely. And often hmm okay let's go there. Often <laughs> I'm having a little bit too much fun Greg it's um When you have a conversation with someone that you have zero respect for, in the body of Christ or outside the body of Christ, and most of what is being dumped, is that an alright word, on you is just wrong, wrong, wrong. Most of the time. There's probably still something in there that Father wants to get our attention on. Hmm. I wonder if a better response for me, maybe for you, is when we are in certain situations, we come away from and say, Father, okay, that was just crazy. Is there something you want to show me? from this there's certain situations and certain lessons in God I don't want to prolong (laughs) I don't want to go around that same mountain again and again I don't know about you but I wonder if Joni goes I don't want to be inside here again Come on, have you ever thought about I've never thought about this before. (laughs) He's (laughs) in the belly of the whale because he's run away from God. He's stuffed up and he finally turns to God. I wonder if part of it is (sighs) like, if I don't learn this, (laughs) what am I going to be next? (laughs) (laughs) Why do you put in that water? I So can God use the body of Christ? Absolutely. Can he use my brothers and sisters? Not only can he, but he often does. And the ones that we react against, I bet that with most of us, there's something that God's wanted to get our attention on. And if we don't lean into Father and say, Hey, God, I feel like this is all wrong. This is all them. This is all injustice. But do you want to get my attention on something? I, I, I honestly believe if some of us would take that posture with Father, that we might just save ourselves a few times around a mountain or through the inside of a fish. Dot dot dot. Any other questions? You really want I've got a real On topic? No, don't uh, stick away, stay away from them. <laughs> yeah, well, one of them probably should have stayed away from one. Mm-hmm. Um, It was during the time of uh, Jeroboam, mm-hmm. and God said to one prophet that he's to go and give God's word to Jeroboam about what would happen to the altar that he had set up and all that, and that Josiah would, um, a, a person called Josiah would come later and do something to. But then there was this other prophet who um, who chased after him when he heard what he had said. And then he says, Come to my place. And he says, no, oh, yeah, I can't yeah, do that. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah. yep. Because God's told me to go straight back. And then he went back to his place and then he said that he, he actually. He got in trouble for God for God. disobeying and Well, yeah, yeah. But the guy told him, the other prophet told him, I. No. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, It is a, I know the story you're talking about, and, uh, it, it's, it's one that is, it's actually a real good, probably study. Um, but it's, it's. <laughs> so, what I'll, I'll tell you what I'll lean in, I'll tell you what I'll lean into on that. It won't be what you want me to, but it's what I'm going to lean into. Is this, why did God? Not judge the other prophet That's something that I felt When you're saying all that you're saying Because there's a lot in the story So I honor you with that And I respect you with that And I encourage you if you want to Have a look at that it's, a, it's an interesting story But what God's agenda Through me here today Is this Very right Legitimate question I've read the story And it's it's like God why did Okay so here's here's the word of the Lord for us here today. Okay, that was a trigger right then used by God. So let's not miss what God's saying. When God does things that we don't think God should do it a certain way, it makes no sense. Where do our questions take us? Towards him or away from him? So get past the story right now and come into what God wants to say. And I felt it in the, in the spirit in the church this morning. And I've spoken to your pastors about it. I've spoken to my wife about it. And the number one oppositional spirit I picked up this morning in, in, in here in, in certain parts of the rock was this thing is I cannot move forward until I understand and I do not understand this. That is in my opinion. As a prophet trying to pick up what God is saying. And, and right now, this is a holy moment. So I'm so glad you asked that question because it's, it's prompted this. Why did God? That's a, that's a reasonable question. Why did God? But if the response to that, because let me, let me just help us all here. Many times when we say, why did God? You will not get a satisfactory answer. Can we settle that right now? Why did why did God? You know, we, we, when, uh, we got good friends and they could not have a, they could not get pregnant for a long, long, long time. And they finally got pregnant and she got pregnant with triplets. And then at the time of giving birth, they all died. As, and my brother was talking to this guy, the, the the husband. Only a matter of months later, and he said I was talking to him, and it was like there was this glow on his face. And I said, I I don't get it. Help me to understand. And trust me, they were devastated. They are heartbroken. But he said, when it happened, my wife and I made a decision. We will not ask God why, but we'll ask God, okay, what for? What do you want to bring out of this in our lives? I thought... And his words was this, because we would never get a satisfactory answer to why on that. Please, please, please let me just get into our spirits right now, because I feel the Holy Spirit on me. We need to say, I will not get a satisfactory answer on the why for the many of the questions that you have in the body of Christ with leadership With not being used in your gift With whatever it may be You will not get an answer That satisfies So the question is not why And are we going to get stopped at that place Of question, I cannot move forward Until I get the satisfactory answer Man I just want to I want to one-on-one with every one of you right now I want to get into your hearts, I want to get into your spirits By the will of God, not because I'm trying to rebuke you I'm trying to do the absolute opposite I want you to be free And we say I can't be free until we get an answer That itself is a deceptive lie of the enemy that says, oh, please, I don't want you to move forward. If I can get you focused on the question, then you won't be able to walk in freedom with your father. I'll pray we just get set free. You won't get an answer. We won't get a satisfactory answer. But God, I trust you. God, I trust you. And let's not also have the thought that I will understand one day. I will understand one day. One day it will all make sense. Have you ever heard that? You don't understand now, but one day you'll all make sense. Not necessary. Not necessarily whatsoever. But number one, on the other side of eternity, I wonder if we're going to be so captivated by his beauty and by his glory and who he is that those things aren't... I'm going to ask God when I get to heaven No you won't No you won't Seriously Again But even that statement Understandable as it is Please hear my heart Please hear my heart Please hear my heart It shows how much weight we're putting on the one thing I need to know I need to understand God's glorious majesty in in heaven forever Is going to take our breath away And this side of eternity I wonder if God says Please would you take my hand And walk past the question Walk past the why Walk past that doesn't make sense Walk past Here's another one It's not fair You're right It's not fair It's not fair That for uh, honoring God You're beaten And you're put in prison Paul and Silas behind... Um, do, we're doing the will of God. It's not fair. It's not fair that you honor God and make a stand for righteousness and you're thrown into lions. Then it's not fair. Equally, it's not fair we could say when you run away from God or do the wrong thing you end up in the belly of the whale or whatever else but doesn't the Bible say that God it rains on the righteous and the unrighteous that things good things happen to the righteous and the unrighteous and bad things happen to you will walk through the valley of the shadow of death that's not fair but God you are with me what gets our attention the most the valley of the shadow of death or God that is very present with me what gets our attention or the presence of my enemies or the bank Quitting table that is prepared right there with them. it's not what happens it's what gets our attention the most. not what gets our attention the most it's not about the fleeting question it's not about the moments of anguish it's not about when we cry together because we're being hurt relationally it's not about that it is where we end up camping, it's where we end up living, it's where we end up forming our theology it didn't happen therefore God is not, no, no, no I will not allow my lack of understanding to create my theology of God I will not dishonor you and bring you down to that level I won't do it I will not do it I will not do it God you're going to have to help me sometimes you're going to have to help me a heck of a lot because sometimes the, the, the chasm is so wide between what I believe about you and what's happening. We've done what you said and it's not working out, but I will not throw away my confidence, Hebrews 10. We are not of those who shrink back and are destroyed. We are not. I am not. You are not the rock. We will not be derailed by our understanding or our lack thereof. We ain't going to do it. Praise God. Just let me pause. No questions. Just let me pause. God's always doing something deeper. God's always doing something deeper. Praise God. Father, I just pray right now in this moment. I want everyone just to close your eyes. Everyone just silence us for a moment. Father, we do not want to prolong things, but is there anything else that right now in this moment, you need us to hear because we we don't want to just nibble on you and just rush through and get on. Lord, this is your time. This is your time. This is your time. And we honor you. This is your time. We praise the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, Father God. I feel the Holy Spirit speaking to me. He just brought the word disappointment to my heart. And maybe you're sitting here disappointed. And you feel you cannot move on because you're disappointed. And And it's fine for you to... If you want to pray, you can pray if you want to look... Uh, because I've transitioned from praying to speaking, I just realized. Um, but this disappointment, I i feel the Bible says do not be ignorant of the devil's schemes. Sometimes we're too focused on what the devil's doing, and I, I pray we're not that. The way to get darkness out of the room is turn on the light, not try to get darkness out of a room. It's turn on the light, turn on the light, turn on the light, turn on the light. But it also says don't be ignorant. And disappointment, and this is a word for someone here We sometimes get disappointed understandably because of a situation Like this couple I just mentioned who lost their triplets How many people think that's fair enough to be disappointed? Okay And we say we can't move on Because I'm disappointed And we attach a disappointment to how I am feeling and it's often validated. But let me expose the plans of the enemy. It starts as a feeling often justified. But that's actually not what disappointment is. We feel disappointment. But let me tell you what disappointment is. Disappointment. Dis. The absence or removal of. Dis means to remove something. The absence of. Of your sense of appointment The enemy comes and seizes on a feeling Often attached to a question that is not answered Like why did this happen and we think I can't move forward because of how I feel But I want to tell you there's an enemy that is behind us says I don't want them to step into the appointment The fullness of God So let me keep them camped at this place of question Misunderstanding and feeling And I want to empower you here today That if you're feeling disappointed What would happen if we rose up in our spirit Is God I don't understand God I do have these feelings But tonight I realign my trust and confidence of you Like Joseph did like Daniel did like Um, Paul and Silas did it doesn't make sense but Lord I am not going to not fulfill your God given appointment this appointment today I re-engage did that make sense to anyone here now I want to pray everyone let's close our eyes thank you Father thank you Father just in this room this is not not just about, as you can tell, getting through some noise. But this is, Father, what do you want to say and what do you want to do? And every eye closed right now. Every eye closed. Just everyone. Just let's just be silent for a moment. But if there is something in what I have said based around the questions that maybe have derailed you, the the sense of I can't move forward until I get an answer on. Maybe it's. Through how you feel based on something that happened and it's valid. But you've, if you're honest here today as God just shines His light on you, you realize that you've stopped moving forward in your sense of divine calling because of how you feel. And you're saying, I don't want to be disappointed. I don't want my sense of divine appointment to be removed any longer. 'Cause I don't want the enemy to win. If on any of those things you're you are you are feeling just a little bit stuck, every eye closed, every eye closed. I want to come into agreement with you. So if that's you just every eye closed, I wonder if you just you can just, just quietly just lift up your hand so you can just see who I'm I'm praying for here on any of those levels. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Praise God, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Wonderful, you can put your hands down, it, it's a it's 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 a number of us. And you know what, if it's not you now, I don't mean to be a downer, but it will be sometime. Again, we've gotta we gotta be in we we we've gotta see things clearly. We've gotta see things clearly. Jesus said things like, if you want to be my disciple, deny yourself. Come on, take up your cross, come and follow me. To this you have been called, that you follow my footsteps. And Jesus suffered. There will be things that don't make sense. So let me pray for us all. Father, I just come into agreement with my friends, my brothers, my sisters here at The Rock. I, I, I really, Father, I, I, I sense in the spirit around this opposition That is attached to questions and understandings and disappointment. And today, Lord, there's been some people here in this room that have been stuck. And God, you understand it. You don't judge us. But you love us so much. You sent us here today so that you can shine a light and say, actually, it is for freedom that Christ said me free. The reason I set you free is not to be perfect and not for everything to be perfect, but for you to be free from that sense of I can't move forward, that sense of being stuck, that sense of disappointment. God says that's not my plan for you because while people might be selling you into slavery, God is sending you. And Lord, this is not just scriptural cliche or words, this is truth. And so Father, I just feel by the Spirit of the Living God to pronounce freedom to everyone that is stuck right now. Even while you're sitting in your seat, maybe you want to just lift up your head, your hands to God, just whatever it is, the posture of your heart, and let us come into agreement. And if if you feel free, I want you to be praying. Come on, you be praying, because you know what it's like at times to be stuck. Father, we pronounce freedom. I pronounce freedom from accusation. I pronounce freedom from condemnation. I pronounce freedom from shame and guilt and brokenness in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I pronounce freedom from being stuck. I see even someone like in the miry clay, like in the quicksand, the quick, my Lord, Father, in Jesus' name, would you supernaturally? Because here's the reality, even like the picture in quicksand, sometimes when you try to get out, you try to get out, try to get out, you know what happens Don't you You go further down Further down God this needs to be A work of your Holy Spirit Come on For some of you right now You need to come in agreement With what I'm saying I give you My hurt today God Come on I give you My sense of Being um, Lord God taken advantage of There's someone in this room Right now Being taken advantage of Has actually become uh, That which has Enslaved you Right now And Father I, I, I give that to you Come on you give it to Him. You gave your sins to Him and God saved you. God, God says today will you give me whatever hurdle, whatever barrier it is that is keeping you from walking in the freedom for which Christ set you free. Father, today I bring in as I pray, if this is you just, you just quietly just come into agreement with me. But Father, I give you my mind. See, I, I feel like I love you with all my heart, but man, I get stuck. On what I understand and what I don't understand. It doesn't make sense. Come on. Today I give you that statement. It doesn't make sense. I give that to you, God. God, I give you, Lord God, this pursuit of. And God, if I'm honest, at times demand for understanding. God, I acknowledge that your ways are higher, your thoughts are higher. And today I say, God, I trust you. When I don't see, I trust you. When I don't hear you, I trust you. When I do not understand, I choose today to trust you. God, when people do the wrong thing to me, I trust you and your goodness. Father, when I feel like people are either overlooking me or putting roadblocks in my path for me to do the will of God, God, I trust you. And again today, Father, I acknowledge that you are sovereign in my life. Some of you need to really come in agreement right now. Lord, that no person can close a door that God wants open and no person can open a door that God wants closed. My steps are ordered by almighty God. In him I live. In him I move. In him I have my being. The one who called me into existence, he is faithful and he is just. And he is bringing the good work that he started to completion. Hmm. God, may I trust you when I don't recognize the scenery of the life that I'm journeying through. Hmm. Some of us think we're lost. I'm getting a visual picture right now. Uh, God said those words to me and then I'm starting to see it. You know when you're going somewhere and you're driving through and if you're lost in the wrong place, you go, hang on, this is not how it's meant. Hang on. This is not what it looks like. This is not what the scenery, I shouldn't be passing that mountain. That's, that's, I'm heading the wrong direction. And the word of the Lord to you right now is don't allow the reality of wrong scenery to actually say to you, you're on the wrong path. Again, he's taking me to Psalm 23. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I can tell you right now, if I'm walking through that and I'm a blood-bought child, overcomer, come on, son, much dearly loved child of the living God, I'm going to say, hang on, the scenery is not right. I must be on the wrong path. No, God, you're with me. You're leading me through. You're leading me through. We trust you. We trust you, Father. We trust you, Father. We trust you, Father. Father, I pray that this will be a new season, a deeper season for every person. And right now I'm I'm prophetically declaring this over you, so if you want to receive it, you receive it. I declare by the Spirit of the living God that this is a new season of deeper and greater and more frequent revelation from the very Spirit of God. As we marinate in As we meander through As we meditate on the word of God Day and night As we feast on that Which we have previously glanced at Lord, we are going to go deeper And Lord, I pray that these will be a Days of accelerated Greater detail uh, Technicolor Come on, 3D High definition Revelation in God himself I release it upon your life In fact, if you want to go into to a whole new season. I'm not talking about just of uh, uh, making it easy in the natural. I'm talking about, man. I, I've tried. I've tried to understand. I've tried to do it this way. I, God, I just want it to be a work of Your Spirit to a whole new level. And I want to see in the spirit realm by the Holy Spirit when I go into the Word. And I want to see all of life from a greater spiritual perspective. Stand to your feet with me right now, and Father, right now we come into agreement. And we lift up our heads, our hands to you And we say, God, we are asking for an acceleration You might have even tasted and seen I want to declare over your life There is more, there is more, there is more There is more, there is more There is more, there is more more." John 3, he gives a spirit without measure, without limit And God, we are crying out to you in this place That we will not live as natural people That are just blessed by and empowered by you in moments but Lord, we want to step into a greater revelation, Lord, our uh, 24-7, every moment of every day, Lord, and an awareness that we are spiritual beings. We are born again. Of incorruptible sea. We are a new creation. We are alive in Christ. We have the mind of Christ. We are seated with Christ in heavenly places, almighty God. And we come into agreement with your word and your spirit. God, the Father, we come into agreement. Lord, we want to see as you want us to see. We want to hear what your spirit is saying. We praise you. We worship you. We praise you. We worship you. We praise you. We worship you, almighty God. We praise you. We worship you. For you are good. For you are good. For you are good. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Even while you're standing in the presence of God, I felt God just speak something to me. And that is this, sometimes again, uh, we live on one side of the and of God. Some people live all on the side of grace, 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 it doesn't matter what you do. And other people live on the side of truth, it's just all about truth. And yet Jesus came with grace and truth. He came with grace, I do not condemn you, but he came with truth. Do not sin, go and leave your life of sin. And with God it's never either or, it's both and. And here's something I just felt the Holy Spirit and then I'm gonna be done. But he, he, I'm just, let me read this to you. Let me read this to you and let me just amplify as we go just briefly. So let me speak it into your spirit. You don't have to put it up on the screen. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to get your Bible. But here is where I feel Father's invitation for us to move forward today. Because we're crying out, God, we need your Holy Spirit to bring this. This is gonna be a work of your Spirit. Does anyone come into agreement with me on that? But even with that, if we're not careful, then we'll walk out this door and go, okay, it's going to be easy, man. It's just going to flow and just go, I'm just going to sit here. And God, you do what you want. Now, I just need you to hear this in Second Peter chapter 1. Let me just read it and drop it into your spirit. Just receive it into your spirit. Don't listen to it with your ears alone. Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who through the righteousness of our God, and Saviour Jesus Christ. And the great to know that righteousness is of our God, not of us. Have received a faith as precious as ours. How many people are glad that your righteousness comes from God and your faith comes from God? He gives to every person a measure of faith. Come on, I'm establishing this is a God thing here. This is a God thing here. Grace and peace be yours in abundance. Hang on, where does that come from? Oh, that comes from God too. Come on, I hope you're hearing me here. Our righteousness from God, our faith from God, grace from God, peace from God, through the knowledge of God and of our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 3, and his divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of Him. That's where it's centered in, who called us by His own glory, by His own glory, goodness. Come on, I want you to see this. The righteousness is from Him, the faith is from Him, the grace is from Him, the mercies from Him, the divine powers from Him, or oh, the glory is from Him, the goodness is from Him. Through these He has given us His very great and His precious promises. They're from God too, so that through them you may participate Participate in the divine nature because it's a spiritual reality that impacts the natural and you've escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. Are you getting the picture? It's from God. For this very reason, make every effort. (laughs) 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 To add to your faith goodness. You make every effort to add goodness to it, and to your goodness, knowledge, and to your knowledge, self-control, and to self-control, perseverance, and to perseverance, godliness, and to godliness, natural affection, and to, sorry, mutual affection, and to mutual affection, love. Hang on, God, is this you or me? Hmm. Let me paint the picture, says God. I just give you your starting point. It's the... It's the righteousness of God, it's the faith from God, it's the grace from God, it's the mercy from God, it's the divine power from God, it's the promises from God. Now, upon that foundation, I need you to make some effort. In fact, make every effort. For if you possess these qualities, which ones? The ones that you're making every effort to add to your life. If you possess these qualities in increasing measure, <clears throat> they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. So God, you're doing all this, but you're saying I need to make some effort here, and if I don't make effort, I'm actually going to be ineffective of my actually knowing God deeper. So is this a spiritual thing or a natural thing? This is a spiritual thing, and it impacts the natural, but I need you to. Come on, what does it say? I quoted it this morning. I'm seeing the Spirit of God right now over all this. Ephesians 6, come on, put on the whole armor of God. Just get what God's saying there. It's the armor of God. It's a spiritual thing, but you got to put it on. God, if you want to bless me, you can bless me. No, you put it on. But whoever does not have them, what? The things that we put on. If we do not have them, then we are nearsighted and blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their past sins. If we don't do our part, we forget what God's done. Hmm. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, make every effort. saying it again. It's like, okay, God. To confirm your calling and your election. For if you do these things, these things that I put on upon the foundation god 's done it god's this is who God is so now i 'm going to come in agreement with that and i 'm going to walk with it 's Jesus follow me come on i 've done the work, come follow me, come walk with me, make every effort for if you do these things, you will never stumble that doesn 't mean you won 't trip. Because the steps of a good person are ordered by God And God delights in them even though they fall at times Come on, get past that It means stumble to the point of Disqualification If you do the things that You can do And you make every effort to do the things that you can do See, I believe the spirit of God wants to bring Revelation to every one of us To a whole new level from the word this week I believe that, did you receive that? But do you know what he will do? He says You make some effort to get into my word, Steve. God, give me the revelation. I'm not going to open the Bible. Give me a revelation. God goes, "Uh -uh, uh uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. Make every effort. And he says, for if you do these things, you will never stumble. And you will receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Did you hear that? Here's your foundation, it's my grace, it's my forgiveness, it's my mercy, it's my promises. Are you getting this? It starts with me, Steve. It starts with me. You're hidden in me. It's about me. It's Now make an effort. And if you combine your effort with what I have done as the sandwich effect before and around it and all around it, you will receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So I will always remind you of these things, Peter says. Interesting. I will always remind you. Steve McCracken here with you tonight. I will continue to remind us. Come on, God's done his part. He's finished. He says, will you come into agreement? Will you make every effort? And even though you know them, (laughs) listen to it, Peter. I will always remind you of these things, even though you know them. And are firmly established in the truth you now have. But I'm going to keep on reminding us. I think it is right to refresh your memory. (laughs) As long as I live in the tent of this body. Because I know that I will soon put it aside. As our Lord Jesus has made it clear to me. And I will. This is Peter. And I will make every effort. To see that even after my departure. You will always be able to remember these things. For we did not follow Cleverly devised stories when we told you about the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ in power, but we were witnesses, eyewitnesses of his majesty. He received honor and glory from God the Father. When the voice came to him from the majestic glory saying, This is my son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. And we ourselves heard this voice that came from heaven. It's a spiritual reality that impacts the natural. When we were with him on the sacred mountain. And here's the last part. We also have the prophetic message as something completely reliable. And you will do well to pay attention to it, as to a shining light in a dark place, until the day dawns and the morning star rises in our hearts. Above all, you must understand that no prophecy of Scripture came about by the prophet's own interpretation of things. I think it means this. I think it means that. For prophecy never had its origin in the human will. But prophets, though human, spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. Let me tell you what I see. I see God starting this whole chapter saying, let me tell you, it's a spiritual thing and God's done it. Let me go to the end. Anything we hear... It's not find its origins in you. It's a spiritual thing. People spoke from God as they're carried along by the Spirit. But in the, t- in the middle, let's make every effort. Let's make every effort. Some of the revelation that Greg shared with me, I know that he spends hours sitting in the word in their coffee shop. They just, just getting downloads. I'm going to make effort. I walk with God. I'm hours in the word. My wife knows that. And, and some people go, man, it's easy for you because you spend hours in the word. Can I tell you that's the polar opposite? I know I need to speak out, spend hours in the word because I leak so much. You need to hear what I'm saying. It's easy for you because you spend all this. No, that's the reason why we're hearing God. And that's the reason why God is downloading. Because I say, I'm going to do my part and I'm going to feast on your word. I'm going to come to your banqueting table. God's done his part. God says, I'm the Alpha, I'm the Omega. It's all in me, and it's all in me. Now, come on, let's make an effort. Let's add to, come on, let's add some faith and some godliness, and we're going to add some saturation in the Word. We're going to add some more time in worship and prayer. We're going to turn off the radio. We're going to turn off the TV. I'm not talking legalism. I'm, I'm talking about giving God something to work with. Father. Father. Help these, no. Father. We just, we're friends right now. I'm glad we finished on a light note because, God, you, you really are so good. But we just acknowledge today, you've had an agenda today. We need God. In him we live and move and have our being. And this is a spiritual reality. I am. The churches It's the gifts of God. It's not the gifts of man. <laughs> uh, the prayer comes from let it be done on earth as it's already done in heaven. Again, it's a spiritual thing. It comes from heaven to earth. It's all just revelation. It's God revealing. It's not me trying. God, it's a spiritual thing. It's a spiritual reality. And it impacts the natural. So, God, we just thank you for that. We thank you for who you are, what you've done, what you continue to do. And today we come... Into alignment, into agreement, and say this week, we will make every effort to add. Huh. And I think the greatest thing Father would say to you and I today as I finish this, is this, make every effort to add opportunity for God to speak. Did you get that? I've got to do this. I've got to, no, make every opportun- make every effort to have opportunities. When you default to watching that or listening to that or reading that or hanging out here or why don't we create some opportunities? Instead of doing that for the next half an hour, God, I'm just going to, I'm just going to read your word, but I'm not going to rush through it. I'm just going to start to read slowly. What do you want me to read? God will drop a thing into your spirit. He does it to me all the time. And 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 just go there and don't go, oh, I know that story. No, God, what do you want to say? He he says something fresh. And then when he starts to speak, just pause. Don't rush on. Get through the story. Uh, And if he prompts you to somewhere else, go somewhere. In other words, create opportunity for the spirit of wisdom and revelation to show you what God is like and for him to show you how he sees God bless your cotton socks. (laughs) Amen.